You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's Atlanta's Country Morning Show. Spencer and Kristen with Lance in for Spencer. We've been so excited all morning knowing that you were coming in here because there's a big news story right here in our backyard that I think a lot of people don't know about. So CBS 46's Rachel Polanski, you've been covering the story. You know all of the details. What is going on with this house in DeKalb County? So this is a wild story. Um, We got the tip from a couple of viewers out in Decatur. And um, they told us we had to come out to see it to believe it. Um, It's a slaughterhouse in your backyard um, is how they they phrased it to us. And so uh, this is out in Lithonia. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's exactly how it sounds. Uh, It's a residential neighborhood. So you're driving along and it's house, house, church, house, house, slaughterhouse, um, house, house. And um, neighbors are not happy about that. They don't like having a slaughterhouse in their backyard. So can you tell when when you drive up on this house, I mean, does it look any different than any of the other houses in the subdivision? So it looks like a farm. There's cows. There's a lot of property. He has a couple horse statues um, in the front there. It looks like a farm. But, you know, one day you'll see those cows roaming about, and then the next day... No cows. No cows. Are the neighbors hearing anything that's leading them to believe that he's slaughtering these animals? So he admits that he's slaughtering the animals. Um, And part of this whole mess is that he has a license from the state, um, but the county has issued him a cease and desist order. So he fully admits to slaughtering the animals. Um, He... I talked with him. I went and knocked on the door, and I was surprised. He talked with me for like a half an hour. Um, he's I would be personally scared to be little Rachel Polanski, <laughs> all of how tall? Five feet. Five feet in shoes, probably. <laughs> and to knock on the door of a house that you believe to be a slaughterhouse. <laughs> Honestly, in this business, I'm used to it. Okay. We do this this kind of thing. I'm an investigative reporter, so... I've been in some weird situations. He was a very nice guy, um, I have to say. Um, and and he does have a license from the state, and that's what he kind of holds his hat on. Um, and I asked him, I, you know, you have the cease and desist from the county. The county's told you you can't do this anymore, and you just keep on slaughtering animals. And he said he's going to keep on doing it until someone comes and, you know. When he's slaughtering these animals, and is it more than just cows? Yes. So it's um, pigs, cows, chickens, and other livestock. And are these for his own personal use, or is he selling this stuff? He's selling this. And he has a Facebook page called Bradford's Livestock that advertises custom kills. Um, Wow. (laughs) And uh, from how he explains it, it's typically one animal per family so it's you know feeding a family and that's again kind of what he says is that you know people go to the supermarket and buy this meat at here they know where they're getting it from i'm doing it right in the backyard and he uh you know has a has a history um so when you say that he's got um he's got permission from the state is that permission to uh kill animals to slaughter animals or is it permission to slaughter and sell 
to the public. Right. So and that's part of this whole fight that's happening between the bureaucracies, between the county government and the state government. So he is licensed as a Georgia meat inspected custom exempt establishment. If you look closer at that license, it says that you can't sell commercially. So that's where neighbors and even some lawmakers have gotten involved now saying he's clearly violating Georgia code because he's selling right on Facebook. Um, he says, well, that's not commercial. I'm not selling truckloads. To Kroger or to Publix Kroger. or, yeah. Right. I'm just doing it for the neighborhood, for, you know, some guy down the street who wants to get his meat right from me and not from Kroger down the street. And does he support his family with this business or is it like kind of like a side hustle? No. So he supports his family with this business. This is another part of the the fight. It's it's actually crazy. Like as I was working on this story and pulling records, it goes all the way back to 2000 when he bought this property and he originally was using this property for a landscaping business. And then somewhere around 2013, 2014, he started... Um, going to the slaughterhouse business, and it started with chickens, and then it gradually um, became more and more animals. Um, But since that cease and desist order, since the county issued that cease and desist order in 2019, he has slaughtered 3,000 animals since then. So it's not just a couple hundred. It is... Yeah, that's an income. That's an income. Yeah. Um, But yes, he even while I was there, one of his son, one of his sons came out and he said, oh, this is one of my sons and I support him. I do this to support my family. Um, I went up to him and I said, you know, I have a number of neighbors coming up to me saying you're slaughtering these animals despite the cease and desist order. What are you doing out here? Why are you killing these animals? And this is what he said. I'm a law abiding citizen. I file my income tax every year. I pay tax to be here. I own this property. I'm not in a position to start my life over. So here's my question for you. You know, we all know like federal law supersedes state law. The Supreme Court decides something is legal and then all the state laws that had it being illegal are gone. Right. How does that work with the state versus the county in this situation? Right. And that's why this is so confusing, because nobody has a clear answer for me. And so I reached out to DeKalb County, uh, county commissioners and just the county government office, and uh, they're not responding at this point. I told them my deadline is 6 p.m. today, so that might change. Um, (laughs) The the Department of Agriculture has refused to comment, so that won't change. Um, They don't want to comment on it. They gave me stats, but they didn't want to even give a quote. I talked with Representative Viola Davis. She represents House District 87. She's a state lawmaker, and neighbors had turned to her for help. And she also says that he is violating Georgia code as well as DeKalb County code. So she sent letters to the Department of Agriculture and the Department of Revenue. So this is a state lawmaker and she's gotten nowhere. So between the constituents, a state lawmaker, now us, um, it's just a weird, weird case. And there's two lawsuits pending. So DeKalb County first sued Bradford Rudolph. He countersued And now, um, when I was talking with Representative Davis, how she explains it, when the state and the county can't see eye to eye, it forces them to go to court. And that's when the taxpayers, the voters, the homeowners, however you want to look at it, are spending unnecessary money in the court system trying to make someone follow the rule of law. And in this case, he's clearly violating the rule of law. There's a part of me that says... You know, anytime you're dealing with neighbors, I mean, we used to do something on this show called Narc on Your Neighbors, right? I mean, there's always issues when it comes to neighbors. Right. 
part of me says everybody's trying to make a living. If he has gone through the right, what he believes, proper channels, he's not hurting anybody and nobody can tell anybody else whether this is allowed to happen or not. Nobody knows what to do. There's a part of me that just has a heart for a guy that is doing his job and providing a service and, you know, for all intents and purposes is trying to do it on the legal side. But then there's another part of me that says, you know, if I'm this guy's neighbor... What would my issues be? I mean, is it constant traffic up and down my street? Am I hearing animals being slaughtered? Do I have a problem with that? Um, it's, so, it's like a moral. It's also it's a it's a legal issue, but it's also a little bit of a moral issue, I guess, too. I felt the same, and I have to say, when I talked with him, and then when I talked with neighbors, it was one of those stories where. I'm talking with them, and I'm like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. And then I talk with him, and I'm like, yeah, I get where you're coming, get where from. You're coming from. Sure. Um, which I think makes it a good story, because there isn't, like, a side. I think you can kind of look at the whole picture. However, some of the complaints from neighbors were hearing gunshots. Another complaint from a neighbor, perhaps unwarranted, is possible health effects right. of slaughtering animals and, you know, blood going into the ground and then well water. So there are potential health hazards hazards unproven these are just what i'm hearing from neighbors but yes i had the same kind of moral dilemma well, i feel i feel torn i'm going both ways and the more information you give us the more i'm kind of going back and forth so what's next for you once once the story airs mm-hmm. i'm sure you're going to get a ton of feedback do you think that it could lead to a possible solution That's what I'm hoping, and I find that does happen a lot when we get involved, which is why I always tell viewers to reach out and, you know, tell us about these story ideas, Um, because no one likes press, frankly, Mm -hmm. you know, the county or the state, Mm -hmm. Um, so it might just help resolve the issue quicker, and that's what I think these neighbors want, because this has been going on since 2019, so, of course, COVID happened, that delayed things, but there's two pending lawsuits, too, so I think this maybe will just light a fire, Um, And I don't know. I'm hoping the Department of Agriculture will come out one way or the other, Mm -hmm. you know, either saying, "Okay, we'll we'll listen to you, DeKalb County. It's your county. You issued a cease and desist. What do you repeal the permit as an investigative reporter who has done so many stories like this? What do you think? Do you think local lawmakers should be able to have the final say? Or do you think state lawmakers should have the final say? I think local lawmakers should have the final say. But I think state lawmakers usually do have the final final say. say. Well, this is going to be interesting. And I'm sure you'll follow the story. Right, right. Of course. And that's why. Yeah. Um, We'll we'll keep following the story and we can, you know, give any updates. This is the first story we're breaking it tonight. So this is exclusive. This hasn't been reported anywhere. Um, So I'm hoping, like a lot of stories, you know, you do one, it spreads on social media, et cetera. And hopefully we'll have some follow ups and at least a clear resolution, whether it's one way or the other. um, just an outcome. Yeah, well, and we can certainly take that story and throw it up on our socials, too, and we will. And thank you for getting up early and coming in. And you look so pretty. She's, like, ready for her day, and we're over here in hoodies. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm starting my day. Well, it's we're excited to see this tonight, and hopefully uh, you help everybody involved get a solution. Right. That's what I'm hoping for, too. And one thing you touched on um, that I think was interesting, and you're so right about this, um, that phrase... I, I always use the phrase NIMBY, not in my backyard, mm-hmm. when we're doing those stories, like you said, narc mm-hmm. on your neighbors. And I feel like this is one of those stories that goes a little bit beyond the not in my backyard, but 
yeah, it is like an ethical. Well, and I was going to add a, a few minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, I think if you owned a home there since 1989 and this sprouted up while you were there, that's one thing. But if you just bought a home there in the neighborhood in 2018, it's pretty clear what's going on there. And it's all, it, it, either way, if you're looking to purchase a home and you drive by this, you're going to ask some questions and try to find it out. So I also kind of feel like that's different. Yeah. So I feel like there's like the legacy homeowners being affected. And then there's probably some new homeowners that are like, mm, okay, I bought this house in the neighborhood knowing this was going on, or at least knowing there was something odd about this property. So I feel like might not be as sensitive to their complaints as I would be someone that moved in in 1989. You guys, I think we need to all start our own HOA. I mean, that's obviously (laughs) what needs to happen here, right? Well, and then you just think there's got to be so many areas of DeKalb County that's unincorporated or vacant lots that the city... Why can't they just go, okay, here's a resolution. Instead of suing each other and wasting all this money, we're going to give you this five acres of land over here and help you start this business over here. And then this is just your home and you live in the neighborhood. I'm sure he would fight that because... He has the permits from the state and all that. But, you know, it just seems like... Sometimes it could just be a sit-down mediation talk at a table. Right. And, And you know what? He mentioned that to me, actually. He said, why don't these neighbors do what you're doing and come up here and talk to me? And I can see that, too. Nobody likes to be talked about. Y'all, it's true. Nobody likes to gossip. If you got something to say, say it to me. Otherwise, keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> it's true. So tonight, the story breaks six o'clock on CBS 46. Rachel Polanski, thank you so much. This is so interesting. We can't wait to follow it. Thank you. Thank you for having me.